0: Welcome everyone to the Oabet Torah Daf Yomi Shiur. Today's Shiur is Daf Nun Gimel, the first blot of Perek. Ketzel Ma'abrim. Says the Mishnah. Ketzel Ma'abrim et Harim, We're starting on Daf Nun Bet Amubet at the Mishnah. New Perek. Ketzel Ma'abrim et Harim. How do we extend the cities? Now, we're we're discussing here, making a tachum. Like we know, in the city, there is no rule of a tachum. We're discussing now how we figure out the borders of the cities. Most cities are not exactly square. They're usually irregular in shape. And therefore, we are going to figure out exactly how do we extend the city. The word ma'abrin, it means extend the gemara, will explain what that means let's say you have if, if, if you would make a square around the city sometimes you have one house that's uh, sticking out a bit doesn't fit exactly or one house that's sticking in a little bit or you have a tower sticking out or a tower sticking out if you have a city with a wall so then you could have a little turret or a tower coming in or out Gidudot If you have a uh, broken house with uh ten tuachim high sticking out of one of the corners of the cities, Ugisharim or bridges, or Mausoleums, which are building buildings that are made over uh, graves, Shyeshbahem Betira, which have a place that someone could live in. Often they have a place for a guard there. will stick out the tchum further opposite them. We make it like a square tablet in order that we gain the extra corners. Now, this means that uh, we always want to have corners that are 90 degree angles and therefore it's like if you have a square on your computer and you pull it out and you open that square, you'd have the same square, has to be, you want to include all the little dots inside, you can make the square bigger to include those things, but it's not going to turn into a circle. So therefore here too, we make sure that there has to be either a square or a rectangle around all the, all the houses in the city and that's going to be the city and 2,000 amot will be measured outside that city this is not to be confused with how we squared out the tichum which is what we mentioned before and how the tichum itself of 2,000 amort outside the city that also we don't make it a diameter of a circle we make it a square here we're discussing the city itself a little bit different Says the Gemara, the Gemara is going to have a look at Rav and Shmuel. What was the language of the Mishnah? You see how careful they were with the Mishnah. ma'abrin. <laughs> one says the word is ma'abrin with an ayin. And the other one says ma'abrim with an aleph. Man ever The one who says ma'abrin is understanding that means that every every ma'abrin means you make a limb. An ever is a limb of a body. So similarly, if you have a the way it would work over here is that if you have a house sticking out of your square on one side of the city so that would be a limb sticking out on one side you'll make a limb sticking out on the other side to correspond to it that's ma'abrin same idea but just with a different word ma'abrin that one says pregnancy a pregnancy indicates a pr- protrusion would like a pregnant woman who also has a protrusion on her body with the fetus being inside it, says the Gemara. Me'arat hamachpela. We're discussing similar idea. It's the the Tora talks about the me'arat hamachpela, the cave that's machpela, doubled. Rav Shmuel Chadamar Shnei Batim one says it's called the double cave because there's two rooms, one inside the other. One says no there's a first level and there's a second floor of a cave on top of it. So it's a double cave, one on top of the other or one inside the other. we understand according to one who says that they're one on top of the other. That's what we call it a double cave. Because it's double, one on top of the other. but if you say it's two rooms, one inside of the other, one in front of the other, why do we call it a double cave? It's just two separate rooms. It's not doubled. If you go like that, It should be a two compartment cave, not a double cave. The rabbi who understands it's two houses and not, not a double cave will understand that the doubling is the, is the couples because there were many couples, husbands and wives, who were buried there. Uh, how do we know that? As it says, Mamre is Kiryat Arba, it's the city of four the four? Why is it called the city of four? Now there's another pshat that says it's the four giants that were living there. But according to this pshat, Kiryat Al-Ba Zugot, it's the city of the four great couples who are buried there. Adam and Chava, which are, by the way, not, the Torah does not mention this, but according to this Gemara, Adam and Chava are buried there. Abraham and sarah Yitzchak and Yaakov all those four couples. Now, Re'av and Shmuel also argue about another halakha, which is, not a halakha, another word in the Torah, Amrafel. Now, for those who don't remember, Amrafel is the head of the four kings who end up becoming victorious over the five kings. Those five kings in this great world war, number one, I guess, or world war number minus one, um, The five kings include the king of Sedom, who ends up getting captured with his entire country and being led out to slavery. The problem with Amrafel winning this war, him and his four kings, Kedorla Omer, and all his other fellows who were victorious in this war, is that one of the captives, one of the fellows who's under the king of Sedom, is a guy called Lot, who has a very, very... um, a very, very powerful and connected to God relative called Abraham Avinu who when he hears of his captures comes to save him goes to battle single-handedly with his only, his 318 people that he with him destroys the four victorious kings takes back all the captives including Lot uh, We're going to see what this means soon Says the Gemara Who is this guy Amraphel, the leader of the four kings who was victorious until he lost to Abraham? One says it's really Nimrod so then why if his name is really Nimrod why do they call him Amraphel? We know he's the king of Shin'ar Shin'ar is of course Babel so no, know it's Nimrod so why do they call him Amraphel? Because he's the guy who Amraphel he said to throw Avraham Avinu into the fire And therefore, Abraham, of course, got saved. The other ones say no; his real name was Amraphel. So then, why they call him Nimrod? Because he rebelled against Hashem while he was the king. It says "alav" on him, meaning we don't want to say the, the, against Hashem, so we say in that, that the world rebelled against him. But the idea is that he rebelled against God, and he's the one who started to rebel against Hashem. It's very, very interesting that this Amraphel ends up that Hashem worked it out. Am, Amraphel caused Abraham to throw into get 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 a lot of trouble and be thrown into Kavshan Haesh. Hashem worked it out that. Abraham later ends up having revenge on Nimrod and capturing him in the war. It says the Melech Hadash al Mitzrayim. Who was the new king who came, became the king? One says it was actually a new king, the other one died. And the other one says, No, it's the same king with New Gizerot. The one who says it was a new one, as it says, Chadash, Pasuk says he was new. What about the one who says that he had new no decrees? It doesn't say before it, the king, and the new one said. So it doesn't say that. Probably it's really the same old king. That's the Surah. But according to the one who says it's the same king, doesn't it say he didn't know Yosef? so if it's the same king you can't say he doesn't know as Yosef so you see that it is a new king because the new king didn't know Yosef says so no, no, no this rabbi will answer you and he'll say no when it says he acted like someone who didn't know Yosef at all but in fact of course he knew Yosef very well he just um, put it out of his mind because he wanted to do bad evil to Yosef's people Kali the says the Gemara Amar Rabbi Yochanan Yud Yamim Gidalti Etzer Rabbi Yochanan says Rabbi Yochanan is of course the earliest Amora and Rabbi Yochanan is one of the Talmudim of Rabbi and one of the greatest of the late Tanaim. He says 18 days I was by Rabbi Yochanan Berebi. Rabbi Berebi is just Rashi explains the name of a person who is the Gadol Hador i only were i only were taught, learned from him one thing about the Mishnah you should do it with an Aleph not with an ayin. and is that so do you think that's the only thing you learned we had twelve students dealt i was and i was eighteen days with them i learned how smart each one was and, learned, and learned how wise they were and therefore don't tell me that you only learned about Aleph and Ayin during all those days the says no he learned how smart everyone was but he learned any real Gemara over there the only real Gemara he learned was Aleph and Ayin but he did learn about the personalities and the Musr of each person so according to this first answer the, the great days of a, of and of Oshia were all about Musad and only one Gemara thing that's the first answer Iba'it Ema another way to get out of the problem we have a steer, a contradiction one says that he learned Aleph and Ayin the other one says that all he learned is how smart they were or, or it sounds like he learned how smart they were says Ibai Ema minayu did he from the students he learned a lot I mean, From Oshi himself, he didn't learn much besides for the aleph and the ayin. The my third answer. echad When he says, "I learned one thing," don't read it. I learned one thing, and, and there's two ways to put the comma. Do you read it, davar echad, and what's that one thing, or do you read it like this? According to this ibaytay, read it, davar I only learned one thing about our Mishnah. I really learned thousands of things by our One thing about the Mishnah. If you put the comma after Mishnah tenu, then it feels beautiful and he learned many, many things and there's not a contradiction but he learned about all, the hearts of every person because I never said I only learned one thing. I said I learned only one thing about the Mishnah. That's the third, third Ibarit Ema. Says the Gemara, Amar Yochanan Torah When we learn Torah with give you yushvim alba alba ama. We were so pushed to listen to his words, it was hard to hear, we wanted to be close. And therefore, we had four people in one and a half feet, or two feet max. Four people in two sque- feet is very, very tight. Rebbe says, Rebbe said, now Rebbe is one of the rabbis of Roshia. And he says, "When I learned Torah, I Against we had six people in every two feet, which is pretty wild." Rabbi Yochanan, in his generation, was like a mayor in his generation. Even his friends weren't able to understand how deep he was. His friends couldn't realize how deep he was. The hearts of the original rabbis would like the openings... Of the ulam, which is very very big, in the Beit Hamikdash. Shahanim, but the later rabbis keep or like the opening of the which is about ten amot, which is much less than the ulam, half the size. The Anu, but we, we are like the eye of a tiny needle, which is, of course, much much smaller than ten amot. Rishonim Akiva, who are the Rishonim, which are twenty feet. wide, Rebbe Akiva? Two different tana'im. And Reb himself is the is the nahat. Others say no. We should Others say no. The and we're the ones who are talking. who are We are even less than. Than that. Abaya says, We are kisichta We're like trying to stick a big peg in a, squ- a, a round peg in a, in a square hole that doesn't even go in. We only go in a little bit. We can't, most of the stuff we try to learn doesn't even go in. Forget about going in like a needle, doesn't go in at all. We're like putting your finger in wax. explains, When you stick your finger in wax, it makes a little hole, but it goes right back. Therefore, what we learn doesn't even say, stay with us. So he's pointing out a different thing about how you forget. Amar HaVashiv Ashi says, Ki We're like sticking your finger in a pit. It goes right in, it goes right out. And that's how Ravashi's understanding of Rav of course, is much younger than Rav. We see here, the lessening of the generation. It says the him, Amar Yehuda she'ikifu Ikbidu there's two different areas in Israel. There's Yehuda and Galil. The people in Yehuda who are careful what words they say, they're always careful to make sure they say things that are exact. they were able to remember the Torah. The people of Galil who used to be not so careful with the words that they use, they were not careful with their Torah knowledge and they used to forget them. Even though they did learn, they would forget it. Asking, is it really being how makbeed you are? Is that the difference? What makes the difference? People of Yehudah, who are careful in what they say, which means that they would write it down. Those guys, they would write simanim to remember the things that they remember. They would work hard. They would remember the Torah. B'nei Galil, the people of Galil, the likeness, they were not careful with their language to write down exactly in a way that they wouldn't, they'll wouldn't they be able to understand it later. they wouldn't make some them. Therefore, they wouldn't remember their Torah later. If you just try to use your brain power only, then you don't end up remembering it later. Says B'nei Yehudah, B'nei Yehudah, the people of Yehuda used to learn from one rabbi. It came to them, and therefore they remember the Torah. They didn't have just one rabbi; they would go from rabbi to rabbi. They didn't remember the Torah because they had a lot of different versions of the same thing that they learned. Ravina, our Ravina says, the people of Judah who explained the Masechta, they remember the Torah. People of Galil do not remember the Masechta. They did not get the Torah. David Gali Masechta, David HaMelech, used to reveal and explain the Masechta's. Shaul, lo Gali Masechta, that's why, and Shaul HaMelech did not. David Gali Masechta K'tibe How do we know, by David that he did, because it says, Yiraucha Yirauni Vismichu, those who fear Hashem will see me and be happy, because I'll explain it to them. Shaul, the lo Gali Masechta K'tibe, but Shaul did not explain things to people because he was so humble, he didn't feel like he knew it, but he would not explain things to people. Therefore, it says by him, whatever he would do, he would do bad. There's another way to understand it. Other people, the simple understanding is that Shaul was a very, very strong soldier. But we're understanding in a different way that Shaul did not explain things because of his humility. How do we know that Hashem forgave Shaul for his big sin? Of course, we know that Shaul's big sin was destroying the people, the Kohanim in the city of Nov, when he suspected them of joining David Hamelech against him. In, in the story of Shaul Shaul at the end of his life is, gets very nervous and he goes to a witch to bring up the neshama of Shemuel the neshama of Shimuel comes up from Gan Eden being very nervous that it's in trouble and when it sees <coughs> that it's Shaul it gives a prophecy that tomorrow Shaul is going to be with Shemuel now the fact that he's going to be with Shemuel means he's not going to he's going to die the, the next day Tomorrow, you're with me. But we're learning from here a possible uh, a, a nechama, that even though it's a sign that he's going to die, but it also shows that he's going to make it to Gan Eden, because it's says amim mechizati. You're going to be with Shimuel. And of course, just like Shimuel, of course, there's a huge place in Gan Eden, Shaul's with him. So it must be that if Shaul's with Shimuel, that Hashem forgave him for killing the city of Nov. We are now on the Noon Gimel Amurbet. I'm going to be Abba. If someone asks the people of Yehuda who are careful with their language, right? is it with an aleph or with an ayin, is it ivzutnan or ivzutnan in the Mishnah Bechorot? This Mishnah, there's two ways to learn, it's either Ichzu or Ivzu, if, or two ways to understand. Over there in Bechorot they're talking about a way to check an animal that might have a mum to see if it has a mum. So uh, there's a certain animal that has a problem with its, uh, with its uh, private parts and there's a way to sit the animal down to check to see if the private parts are really a mum or not. There's two ways to do the language, it's either Ichzu or Ivzu. Yadu, if you ask someone from Yehuda, they'll know. You can ask them, ask them, and they'll answer you. There are those who understand it with an ayin. So even they in Yehuda did the same thing. They said some ask with an ayin and some with an some with an aleph. There are some who do it both ways. The Gemara says, "Bnei Yehuda daiki lishna ma'hi." How do you see that they were careful with their language in Yehuda? Daahu bari Yehuda da'amr lahu talit yeshli l'mkor. A guy from Yehuda said, "I have a talit to sell." Amr so they asked him, "My gavian talitech, what color is it?" Amr lahu k'tiradin ale. It's like a beet in the ground. Bnei Gad lo daiki lishne ma'hi. How do you see? That they're. No, so he's sh- showing them that a particular color beats on the ground are green. Now, the reason why he didn't say Yarok is because it also means yellow. So he said a beat on the ground. This way you can't make a mistake. <speaking in Hebrew> People are not so careful. What, what does that mean? <speaking in Hebrew> there was a guy from Galil who said the following <speaking in Hebrew> Who's got an Amar? Now the word amar could mean a lot of different things. So they asked him, Shoteh, you foolish Galil guy. You're looking for something, we no one knows what you want. Khamar if you want a donkey, Amar is the like Khamar to, 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 to ride on. Oh Khamar the Mishti, or you're speaking Aramaic and you're talking about Hamar, wine to drink, or you want or you're speaking like a Syrian Amar. Not Amar, like a moon. But Amar, with an Ayin, which is wool, to wear. Are you looking for wool cloth? Or Imar, are you looking for a sheep? To to slaughter? We don't know what you mean. You can explain yourself clearly, and you'll have a better chance, whether whether, the guy who comes to you is going to be a wine salesman, or a sheep salesman, or or a cloth salesman, or a donkey salesman. Says the Gemara, "Hahe ita debayi lemei mal chavarta." There was a lady who wanted to tell a friend, "Ta leuchla chalba, come, I'll give you some eat, some fat to eat." Amarla, she told him, "Shlochti tuchla lobia. Shlochti, you should be eaten by a lion." Those words could have could go. Shlovat'i is a friend. Shlochti is a word that means nothing. And instead of saying, ta'i do'chilach, come she can feed you, she says, to'chilach, I'm going to eat you. So the lion's going to eat you as opposed to, I'm going to feed you. If you're not careful with your language, you could say the wrong thing. Another case, the a woman came in front of a judge. she told me, mari kiri. She says, my master, kiri, my slave. Uh, the word kidi could mean slave. Tifla haytabi, I had a beam. She meant to say a tabla, a tablet. Ugnuvach min, min, and they stole it. Gnuvach min, and they stole you from me. Instead of saying they stole the tablet from me, the kadu havet. And now it was that they hang you on it. Your feet don't reach the ground. She wanted to say that she lost the tablet and it's too short. She wants to say how big it is that, it's, that, it's, that you hang it your feet reach the ground. In the end, she spoke about hanging the judge because she's not so careful. I guess this lady either is from Galil, or just a lady who's not careful with her words. I'm hot, Debe Rebi the servant in Rebbe's house, when she used to speak in wise language, she would say the following, when you have the scooper hitting the barrel, you have a big barrel of wine, you stick the scooper into to, to dish out wine to people, after a while, it goes to the bottom, and then it starts clicking on the bottom, because you're ready at the bottom of the barrel. That means that the eagle should go home, which means that the eagle should go home, means that the students should go home. There's no more no more food for them to eat. if they if she wanted them to stay, she would say, Have she would say, Ya Which means we'll take off a piece of her friend. She would talk about the barrel and say when and if she didn't want to send the students home, meaning she has another barrel she wants to open. And they could stay. So she would say, a little bit of her friend we're going to take off. Which means the barrel has a friend, another full barrel. And we're going to take off a little bit, of which means we'll take off the cork of that barrel. And then the, the ladle will float like a ship in the sea. Which means that there's going to be a lot more and the ladle won't end up clicking on the bottom because there's a lot more water in the second barrel. That's how she would hint to the students that you could stay, there's going to be more wine for the people to stay. It seems like the students at the rabbi's house would always drink wine. When he used to use smart language, he would say the following, Make me an ox in judgment on a poor mountain. Um, all these words fit nicely to to give a hint to what he wants to eat, which which was beets and mustard. And when he would ask about his innkeeper, he would say, "Ma'zu, tova which means, is this guy good, and is his mouth alive? The reason why he's saying these things is because he doesn't want people to know who his innkeeper is, so that people end up going to stay by him and asking for free places to stay. So he keeps it a secret by talking like that. Also, the rabbi didn't want everyone to know what he was eating. Another case. Rabbi Abhu, Kadhav he would use small language, he would do the following. He would say, Atu the pachmin. Make a etrog out of your coals, which means make them make them glow lightly. Ariku Spread out the golden ones, which means. Spread out the heat to heat up the room. Make me two talkers in the darkness. Which means, who are the people who talk in darkness? Those are the roosters. Bring me two roosters so I can make sure it'd be my alarm clock to get up in the morning. Others say, Others say, He would say, he, that he wasn't saying, I want them as alarm clocks, he was saying, put on these coals, the roosters, meaning, make me dinner out of the roosters. Amalei there be The rabbi said, I told <speaking in Hebrew> show us where Eli is hiding. so he told him. Alat <speaking in Hebrew> he was happy with a young lady, Aharonit, <speaking in Hebrew> of Aharon, Aharonit, <speaking in Hebrew> who is late, Iranit, and who is a lively, and she kept him up. Amrila, some say that when he was talking like that, he was talking about Isha. He's talking that he just got remarried, and since he's married to a young lady, that's why he was late, because he was staying up with his new wife. For Amrila others say that when he said, I was staying up with, it, with uh with a, a naara, a young lady, he was talking about a new masechet that he learned. And haranit, if haranit, if, either, either would mean that the lady was a kohan, or it would mean that he's doing masechet kodashim, two ways to understand what he meant. Amaliyah Rabi alai Rabi alai said, they told Rabi Elayi, He told him that Yadzim mechtir. he took advice from the one who put the crown on, and he went south to Mephibosheth, which means that he went to the south to learn from Mephibosheth, from the wise men who live in the south. Mephibosheth means the people who cause embarrassment because of their great Torah knowledge in the south. Either way, again, this is another way of speaking in riddles to keep your intention secret from people who don't need to know your information. The only people who ever got the better, better part of me when I had my lines with them was a woman, a little boy, and a little girl. What's the story with the woman? One time I we went to a certain inn, and they made me fool. Now, you see that Yeshua liked fool. But what happened was, or whatever the reason is or whatever we have, However, we understand this Gemara. <speaking in Hebrew> the first day I ate them, I didn't leave any over. You're supposed to leave over a little bit for your for the waiter, and I didn't leave any. <speaking in Hebrew> the second day I ate them all. <speaking in Hebrew> the, first, the third day, she put too much salt in it. <speaking> in <Hebrew> when I tasted it, I left some. So she asked me, "Why are you not eating?" so I told her, I already ate from the morning, so I'm not hungry. But thank you so much. He didn't want to tell her what was wrong. Amritulah, she told me, You should have stopped eating bread. Why do you eat the bread and not eat the fool? Amritulah, so she said, Maybe you didn't leave any over for the shamosh, the, the way to the first time. The rabbis always say, you don't have to leave over any in the pot, <speaking in> but <Hebrew> when you have a plate and you have a waiter serving you, you're supposed to leave some for him to eat. Maybe that's the reason why you stopped eating. So she showed him that he wasn't following the halakha, and therefore she got the better, better of him in that case. Tinoket, <speaking in Hebrew> my what's the case of the tinoket? One time, I was going on the road, and the road was going through the field. and I was going on the road. A, woman to a, girl, a little girl told me, how are you allowed to walk through a field? You're going to ruin the crops. I told her, Aren't I going on a path? It's a path I'm walking on. Since there's a path I'm walking on, I'm not ruining anything. Why can't I take a shortcut through this field? I'm released, so she told me, it was, it was thieves like you who made it into a path. Yes, it's a path now, but it's people like you who went through the path. If you go through the path, everyone's going to go through the path. And I'll never be able to plant it. And therefore, what you're doing is really, uh, you're giving assistance to people who are thieves. Tinoch Mahi, what was the case of the little boy? One time, he was walking down the road, according to Yeshua, I saw a kid at the crossroads, the road road had a split and I saw a kid sitting there i fi- i figured if the kid sitting there he knows which way to go but I, I asked him how do I get to the city I'm Ali, so he answered me zoo if you take this side well, let's say the left side it's short but it ends up being long zoo this one it's long but short i took the short long one Kevin che got to the aid when I got I saw that it was surrounded by, by gardens and therefore the only way to do it was to, was to ruin someone's house. I turned back, I told the kid, didn't you tell me it was short? So he told me, didn't I also tell you it was long? I gave him a kiss, I told him, I told him, you, all you Jewish people are wise from your youth all the way to your adults. And therefore we see from here that the wisdom in a person's daily life also translates into, into his wisdom in his Torah. and we see that a person who's wise in life could also be, it could also be an asset to him in his Torah learning. Because it's being praised over here in the Torah. Says the Gemara. Yosef, Galil, Ezil, Rizal, he was going along the road, the Bruria. and he met Bruria. Now, Bruria is the wife of Rabbi Meir. Amr he told her, Which road do I take to get to Lud? Amr so she answered him, You foolish guy from Galil. I don't know how she talks to the rabbi like this, I guess. Maybe her mayor is ahead of her I don't know. She told him, didn't the rabbi say, don't talk too much to ladies? Since you saw I was standing over here in a place and I would understand you, you should have shortened it by two words. Why you say, which way to get to Lude? You should just say, which one to Lude, And I would have understood what you meant. Okay, we're going to end at these words on the bottom line. ברוך אתה la קדש ליהו תמיד ברוך אדוני